Hey folks, it's Marcus Salen, 11.55 on Thursday. I think it's the 24th of March, 2022. I say I think because I'm in the car, in my wife's car specifically. Let me make sure I'm still recording. Yipper dipper. And I'm on my way to Westchester, Pennsylvania, my old stomping grounds where I met my wife at Westchester University because I have 49,750 miles on the car. I have a leased car. I always have leased cars. 49,750 miles driven in 13 months, I think. <laughs> but not to worry. I know the secrets on how to drive leased cars on the cheap and then flip them. This is my old business, in fact for a profit, even with all those miles on it, when the lease comes due in three years, two more years. So not to worry. Anyway, there are a couple little noises. I want to see if it's under warranty and get that taken care of before we flip over to the 50 and not be under warranty anymore. So let's skip the fluff and get right to the good stuff. If you're listening to the recording, which everyone is, since I'm only recording this on audio, it's going to be called something like, these are my 12 rules of the game called life. And by the way, when I'm in the car, I talk kind of slow because I'm trying to concentrate and not plow into someone who wants to cause a vaccident. Tons of vaccinated people, and they love to tell you, oh, driving is not a pleasure anymore. It used to be pleasurable. It's kind of stressful, actually. I'm already forgetting what I'm going to say, and already we have uh, a accident. There is a traffic jam up here. Oh no, no, they're doing work. Okay, I saw a bunch of I saw a bunch of lights. Yeah, I wish my dad or my uncle had this list for me as I was growing up. Unfortunately, they either didn't know or didn't bother to tell me. That's a siren. Yeah, there's a siren behind me. I'm going to pull over real quick here. I wasn't kidding about the vaccinants. Let me back up. Ah, multitasking. I'm not very good at that. That might be one of the rules I should add. Don't multitask. Oh, this is terrible. I'm in a construction zone here in the country and there's nowhere to pull over. Hmm. Oh. Anyhow. 12 rules of the game called life. So yeah, I wish I had an uncle or a dad who could have told me this and either they didn't know enough to tell me or didn't bother to tell me. So all through my life, I've had to kind of figure this out on my own. It's been a combination of listening to the right people and testing. I'm big into testing, testing things out and see what works and see what doesn't work. For example, one thing at the gym they always say is no pain, no gain, which is complete horseshit. In fact, it's one of the rules on this list, which I'll get to in a moment. So yeah, I test things out. And let me put the disclaimer out that these are rules for me and my family, my immediate family. The only people I talk to in my family, in fact. I'm not telling you what to do. 
maybe it doesn't work for you. I'm guessing 99.9% of the people who are listening to this will never do what I do because it seems hard. And this list that I've come up with, and I have it all on a four by six index card. It's the only notes I have. This list isn't in any particular order. They're all very important, although I did tend to put the more important of the important ones at the top. So the first one is do the opposite of the crowd. And man, it is so apparent with COVID-1984, isn't it? That everything that we're told by the experts and what everyone says is this is completely opposite to that. And if I only had one rule, that would be the rule. Always do the opposite of the crowd. When the crowd tells you not to eat meat, to go vegan, eat meat. And that's what I do. When the crowd tells you that salt is bad for you, no, it's not. It's the opposite. When they tell you you should go to college, no, totally disagree with that. When they tell you, I mean, I could just go on for hours about this. I'm trying to think of the big stuff. When they tell you to get life insurance, no, you don't. When they tell you to, oh, the big one, you know, never lease a car, you're throwing your money away. Never rent a home, you're throwing your money away. No, those have been big mistakes that I've made in life. Buying a house, the dumbest fucking thing we ever did. Buying a car, it's the same money. When you write it down on a spreadsheet, on a napkin, and you figure out the cost of leasing a car three times in a row or keeping the car nine years, so at least it's three years, keeping it for nine years, it is literally a half penny a mile cheaper to lease a car. Plus the car's safer, plus the car's funner, plus it has the gizmos. Now, some people don't like the gizmos. Like my son, my oldest son doesn't like, he likes his Toyota RAV4 that I gave to him. There, there's nothing electronic in it. He loves that. But for the most part, I love this This car is the best car I ever drove. I used to be in the leasing business. I used to teach people, a little bridge there, it's pretty loud. I used to teach people how to lease a car from home without going into the dealership and paying 50% less. So I get to test drive a lot of cars because I also made a blog post about cars. And I've tested Mercedes, piece of shit. Tesla, even worse piece of shit. I can't believe people fall for the Tesla as being a superior car. Now, the screen in the Tesla is amazing. And more and more car makers are, are getting towards that. Anyway, I'm rambling on. Rule number one. It's, if, it's the only rule I have. Just if you don't know what to do, do the opposite of what everyone else is doing. And I guarantee you, you're going to have a fantastic life. Now, by the way, before I go on, I forgot to say, I live better than a king or queen. I have virtually no stress in my life. I make almost no money. I've never in my life made more than $25,000. Never. I mean, I wanted to. I thought I wanted to. My wife, she's the breadwinner. She's a school teacher. These days, she makes $80,000. So the combination, we've never made more than six figures. Yet, we live this amazing life. 
this car has 50,000 miles on it. My car, which is the exact clone of this car, including right down to the color, Volvo XC40 inscription. Amazing car. It has this. You hear that? You know what that is? It's the only car with a trash can. And we use it all the time. It's awesome. Best car ever. All right, enough of that. Next, master the art of saying no. No. Hey, Mark, you should go to the wedding. No. Mark, you should go to the funeral. No. Mark, you should go to college. No. Mark, you need to be nice. No. By the way, the word nice, go look it up. Means village idiot. That's one of the definitions. The word nice means village idiot or stupid. So I am not nice. I am kind. Sometimes I'm not so kind. And when I say no to people, it seems like I'm being a dick. But the truth is, my time, I have the same amount of time that you have, that Elon Musk has, that Richard Branson has. And if someone is going to steal my time, it better be for a good reason. If not, they're going to get a no. Simple as that. So master the art of saying no. Now I know that's really tough. You're you're going to be you're gonna be like, I can't do that because I'm gonna hurt their feelings. They don't care. <laughs> In fact, I'm gonna prove that they don't care, and it actually makes you appear more valuable. I used to go every year to a family dinner on my wife's side. I'd go there every year, I'd make food, because I'm really good at making food, and people were jealous of the food I make. We used to share an oven, and they would literally like block me from using one of the ovens, even though there was space in the oven. I couldn't believe it. And there was this guy named Terry, and Terry never came to the family function, even though he could. He lived in media, I think, and all the family dinners were an hour away from media. He would never show up, he'd always say no. But then one time he said yes. And you would have thought Donald Trump showed up. If you like Donald Trump. You would have thought some famous celebrity showed up. His value drastically increased. Because he was the no guy. He was the guy who was difficult. And he always said no. So people actually appreciate when you say no. Because when you finally say yes, they value it. No doubt about it. Next on the list, do not worry what other people say about you, which goes into the no. Learning to say no. I don't give a flying fuck what people think about me. And I get better at it year after year. And it blows my family away. They are so worried about what people think and what people virtue signal on what you should do. For example, I wear the same shirt, the same color, the same pants every single day. By the way, I got that tip from Steve Jobs. He always wore the black turtleneck long sleeve shirt, the blue jeans, and the sneakers. And the reason he did that is because it's less stressful than to sit there and you know scratch your chin and say, what am I going to wear today? And he didn't give a fuck if he looked the same every day. He wasn't looking to impress anyone. 
And I'm at a point in my life where I'm not either. I mean, I let my mouth do the and the impressive stuff. I'm nothing to look at. I'm, I'm fine. And I don't care if someone sees me at the gym wearing the same exact... <laughs> my neighbor calls it Mark's uniform. It's true. It's a uniform. I wear the same blue shirt from Land's End and the same blue jeans from God knows where. And I wear Asics or Azeeks sneakers. I don't have a suit. I don't have a tie. I hate belts. Belts, the worst invention ever. I always feel fat when I have a belt on. And I don't care what people think about me. And then that's just the case with everything. And the reason why that's important is because we make the dumbest decisions when we care what other people think about us. Think about it. It's the keeping up with the Joneses. I don't care. Don't tell me what to do. I can go on and on about that one, but I want to keep this under an hour, so I'm going to go to the next 12 rules of this game called life, which is don't get hurt. And that's what I was talking about at the gym. Uh, you know, no gain, no pain, no gain. Total bullshit. I can't tell you how many times I used to see people there who would grunt, and you can't grunt at Planet Fitness. It sets off an alarm. By the way, it actually doesn't set off an alarm. There's a switch that the manager can flip on if they hear it. It's not some sensor type of thing. Meanwhile, you have all these people silently grunting and killing themselves. And then you never see them again. Then they come back a year later. I'm like, hey, Joe, where'd you go? Oh, I got hurt. Hurt my back. Hurt this. Hurt that. And then he was twice the size that he was when he looked great don't get hurt when you get hurt you can't make money when you get hurt you don't make good decisions don't get hurt now the question is should you live in a bubble and clearly that's not living life so it's you know it's one of them things that you have to kind of figure out the middle ground for example my family my two boys and my wife they love to climb to climb rocks on the shores of bays and they love to hitchhike up mountains and stuff like that me not so much first of all I don't enjoy it uh, I don't enjoy it at all actually I only do it because I'm with them but the whole rock climbing thing no that <laughs> I, the odds of getting hurt are high and if I get hurt that's a big problem for my family I mean who's going to cook my family's food no one in my family makes food Who's, who's going to cook the food? When I hurt my back because of constipation issues, I'll do a whole show about that. The punchline is, I bet you, if you have a back issue, it's constipation. No chiropractor will tell you this. In fact, the chiropractors will tell you that if they fix your neck, you won't have constipation. Biggest load of crap I've ever heard in my life. No. The silent killer of people in the world is constipation. By the way, that's eating plants. Plants causes constipation. Another reason I don't eat plants, and I will, of course, do a show about uh, carnivorism versus veganism. So, yeah, don't get hurt. And, you know, don't be dogmatic about it. Like, again, I'm driving this car. The odds of me crashing this car right now are 1 in 110. Those are pretty high odds. 
but that's average odds. First of all, I have a great car that's very safe. Volvos are very safe. I drive like a grandpa. Uh, and I don't I hate when people say knock on wood. Uh, I haven't I haven't caused a crash ever in my life. I've always been hit by someone who made a mistake. Uh, but, you know, the chances are I might die. Which goes against the don't get hurt. So, you know, it's a judgment call. But climbing rocks, I mean, high degree of likelihood of getting hurt. Skiing is another one. I have a guy at the gym who works at the gym. And he's like, oh, you would love skiing. I'm like, uh, yeah, maybe, but like, can't you get hurt real easy? Yeah, that's funny because I just got hurt again. Uh, and then I'm coming off of, there's eight pins in my shin because I flew down the hill and had a, an accident. And I'm like, see, I'm not interested in that. Not interested in that. All right, wow, we're making good time here. I think we're through uh, four of them, four out of the 12. So the pace is going good here. Next, very, very important one. Learn from other people's mistakes, which is different then learn from your own mistakes. I've heard that advice, that bad advice, all my life. Learn from your mistakes. Well, isn't it better to learn from other people's mistakes? Hold on, I'm going to kind of pause here because I'm turning onto the highway and I want to focus so I don't get hurt and don't have an accident even though I'm not quaxinated. All right, here we go. Take off. That's another little side thing. Most people don't know how to merge onto a highway. This drives me crazy. I'm merging onto Route 1 in Oxford, Pennsylvania right now. And people will drive the speed limit in the right-hand lane. Great. But what happens is the people who merge onto the highway, they go the same speed, 55 miles an hour or whatever, that the people in the right-hand lane travel. Hello? <laughs> Either slow down so you can merge behind them or speed up so you can merge after them. Drives me bonkers. My family always laughs when I get annoyed by that. Learn from other people's mistakes. The cool thing about the internet is you can have secret mentors. I call them secret mentors. I think mentors are incredibly important. Reading books, eh, I'm on the fence on that one. You know, mentors, they write books. The main reason they write a book is because it's a, it's a very influential business card. 99% of people who write books lose money. The books sit in cases in their closet or in the basement or in the garage. And most people just write a book because someone said, you should write a book about that. Smart people who write a book write it for clout when they go pitch some trade show industry about speaking at a trade show they, they don't give them a business card they give them their book so when someone writes a book for that reason I'm not going to waste my time on that there are some nuggets in books though what I typically do is I look for Cliff Notes versions like on Goodreads or in Reddit or listening to podcasts. 
that's how I develop a, like a, a list of secret mentors. Now, say what you will about, for example, Ty Lopez. Some people think he's the biggest scammer on the planet. Me? No. This guy, first of all, is interesting as all get out. He's very savvy. He's manipulative. I'm not so sure that's in a, in a bad way. He definitely gets people to take action. Um, and, and I've learned a lot about him. In fact, I wrote a book using Ty Lopez's quotes. And it's on Amazon right now. If you, I guess if you search my name and Ty Lopez, it'll come up. And it's a really good book. It's got thousands of little business tidbits. All right, hold on. Right shoulder closed ahead. People are freaking out. Oh, yeah. Okay, I got to get it over. Okay. Ty Lopez, amazing. Grant Cardone, another guy. Love him or hate him. There's no in between. He's like that, the Howard Stern of business building. I've learned so much from Grant Cardone. It's crazy. But he's a Scientologist. He's a very high-level Scientologist. And... He's like Scientology. There's a lot of good stuff about Scientology, and there's a lot of bad stuff about Scientology. A lot. In fact, you just spoke to a Scientologist level four who wanted to volunteer at Exclave Private Towns. By the way, I guess that's a good time for you to go there right now. Go to escapethenewnormal.com. That's my website. Those are the small private manufacturing towns, 21 private towns that I'm building all across America. No masks, no vaccines, no government, no social credit scores, no tracking, no daily testing, nothing. We just go back to the good old days and we build stuff. So I was talking to this guy who's a Scientologist and I thought he was interested in helping me market Exclave Private Towns. He was just, he heard me on a podcast and he wanted to help me spread the truth about life. That's a whole nother topic. And I told him, I said, you know, if I do something with you, I'm really concerned with your ties to Scientology. I lost a backer two years ago to Exclave Private Towns because I did a private call for backers. By the way, if you become a backer, if you're an early adopter to Exclave Private Towns, I have a daily briefing that I do. So it's kind of like this audio right now. But it's just for people who back Exclave Private Towns. So I was doing this call. It was a two-hour call. And I mentioned how I was really impressed with Scientology's printing facility. And I showed a video. And this guy, he pulled me aside virtually online. He said, if you ever mention Scientology again, I'm out. That is a cult. They are dangerous. Blah, blah, blah. He didn't even give me a chance. He that, that day, he tapped out. He stopped becoming a backer. So, that gets into mentors and learning from other people's mistakes. That was my mistake. So, I've learned maybe I should keep quiet about Scientology, although I just mentioned it right now. Again, I think Scientology offers good stuff. Every group does. But there's a lot of bad stuff about Scientology. I've never seen so many blogs that are dedicated to getting out the truth about one cult. 
And by the way, there it it checks off all 45 boxes of a cult. I did an audio a long, long, long time ago with Robert Lego. All of the checklist of how to know if this is a cult. And it ticks every box. The, the biggest box is you can't escape the cult. If you want to leave the cult, they literally will almost kill you if you leave. Which is kind of funny because people think Exclave Private Towns is a cult, which is just mind-boggling. If it was a cult, I would admit it's a cult. There's nothing cultish about it. It's towns. It's like going to Alexandria, Virginia and strolling around the town. You can leave anytime you want. You can live in Alexandria like you can live at Exclave Private Towns. I don't get it, but some people think that I'm running a cult. I would own it. If I was running a cult, I'd be like, hey, we're running a cult. And it's really cool. You should join. So learn from other people's mistakes. Next, don't lose big money. Now, this is a tweak by learning from other people's from Warren Buffett. He says don't lose money. The problem is people take that too literal. If I go buy a Starbucks, for example, that's losing money. It's not losing big money. And by the way, I'm totally cool with getting a $5 latte, even though I don't, every day for the rest of my life. On average, if you take $5 times however long the average person lives, it's something like $80,000. If you can't figure out how to make an extra $5 a day to give you a guilty pleasure to reward yourself for a job well done, and by the way, this is coming from an entrepreneur, entrepreneurial mindset. That's what I am. That's what Exclave Private Towns attracts. Inventors, entrepreneurial types, uh, problem solvers. Not that anyone can join. Actually, that's not true. Um, the government, one of the 10 things that we need to be a private town where the government leaves us alone is we must discriminate on at least one thing. So we discriminate against tyranny. So if you're anti-tyranny, you can join exclave private towns. I kind of say that with tongue in cheek because we got to come up with something that we discriminate against to be a private town. So don't lose big money. Going to college, big money. Investing in a company, one company, odds are you're going to lose big money. So don't lose big money. I won't spend a lot of time on that because that could be a whole show right there. And I want to finish this before I get to the car appointment. Next, have an open mind. I must admit this bothers me. Because my wife and my oldest son think I don't have an open mind. And I have no idea what they're talking about. I'm the first one to admit when I'm wrong. And then when I say I'm wrong, they both like point the finger and they go, see, gotcha, you're wrong. It's like they hate when I'm right. And I really don't enjoy, I really don't enjoy hanging out with people like that. And by the way, that's not, I don't think that's on my list of 12 things, but you really want to hang around people. This is a bonus tip. You really want to hang around people who support you. You know what? I think I'm going to make that... I'm going to change this to the 13 rules of the game called life. 
where's my pen? Let me, let me make a note here. Totally dangerous, I'm driving and writing at the same time, but I'll just do it real quick, let's see. Uh, hang out with. Yeah, so you wanna hang out, oh, get back to the open mind. So they always say that I don't have an open mind, but when I do, you say, see, you were wrong. Yeah, da data and information changes all the time. For example, I was super pro-vaccine up until, let's see, Corey Jack is 15. He only got one vaccine at age one. So I've been anti-vax now for 14 years. But with Tyler, my oldest son, he got every single vaccine that was required and Corey got one. I was so proud of them when I would go to the doctor's office and I didn't have the I didn't even have the money for the for the copay. It was like a struggle to come up with the $15. And I was proud of them because neither one of them cried and then I would come home and I would tell my wife how awesome they were, blah blah blah. And now you couldn't find a more anti-vax person on the planet. I'm not kidding. I am so pissed off about the lies that have been told and how all of us have been vaccine damaged. All of us, every single one of us. If we took a vaccine, we've been vaccine damaged. We just don't know it because we think typical problems like headaches and backaches. And if you're gay and if you've got skin disorders and allergies, by the way, did you know that they put a peanut protein in one of the vaccines. Gee, I wonder why everyone's allergic to peanuts now. Crazy. So, I have an open mind. It has done me well. I love, love, love getting feedback. In all my businesses, the number one thing I would do, I was always in constant contact with my mailing list of customers. And I'd say, I know this is hard to believe. I really want to know if you're unhappy with the service that I provide, you will not offend me. You will only make me a better company, a better person, all the rest of it. And it worked great. <coughs> Excuse me. The last business I had, oh, the, the feedback was tremendous. And I and it's brutal sometimes. They're like, you know, you're talking in riddles or your video sucked or great. Tell me how I can make it better. I have an open mind. Make me a better person. And I'm willing to change my mind. The only thing I'm unwilling to change my mind on, I wonder if I should say it because I'll probably turn off my audience. Ah, fuck it. Again, I don't care what people think. Is religion. I said by the age of 50, I'm going to have an open mind about religion till the age of 50. After the age of 50, I'm shutting it down. And I literally would sit down at a bar or at a restaurant, and I'd listen to the droning on about how this and that, how the Bible is just like life, and it's a lesson, and, and you know, you really should repent, and you should, blah, blah, you know, and I said, by age 50, if I'm not convinced, I'm no longer having the open mind, but for everything else, I do. For example, those streaks you see in the air left by airplanes, I used to think that it was dangerous chemicals that the government was spraying on us. Conspiracy theorists call them chemtrails. I call them persistent contrails. Now there's no doubt that those persistent contrails 
stay up there and turn into clouds. I mean, they stay up there for hours. And you'll see the sky crisscross with nonsense. But are they chemicals that they're raining down on us that makes us sick? I used to think they were. I'm not so sure right now. I'm on the fence. I have an open mind. I think that's a great quality to have. Next, master math. Math is everything. Look into phi or phi, P-H-I, the golden ratio, the Fibonacci sequence. Almost everything in life revolves around it. Math is so crucial. I'm at a loss right now on why it's so crucial. Maybe I need to get in the zone. I'm like driving very fast on the highway right now. Again, I'm still worried about accidents. So it just hit me. Okay, don't think about something because it'll happen. So yes, master math. Maybe I'll do a whole show about that. Next, oh, I can go on about this. Never settle. It's weird because my wife is my first and only girlfriend. You would think that I, I settled. And I, maybe I did. Maybe there's a better girl out there. Now, don't get me wrong. We have problems, and that leads into the second to last rule, which is about marriage. That's a hint. But man, every time I go out, and I'm upset with my wife and I'm like, well, maybe there's something better out there. And, and I start to stray. And I'm like, I come back home and I'm like, thank God I have my wife. She's just awesome compared to everyone else. There's not a single girl out there that I'm like, oh my God, I wish I could marry her. Grant, Grant Cardone always tells a story, which I don't, I think it's total bullshit. He said he knew he was going to marry his wife from the minute he saw her. He moved from Southern California to Los Angeles, saw her on a, a porn movie set, actually. She was in the porn industry. And contacted her 26 times before she finally picked up the phone. And next thing you know, their girlfriend, boyfriend, and married. And she's been the best thing ever. I don't buy that story for a second, and I don't buy that he's a happy person with her. I've seen too many videos of him, live streams of him. Uh, I don't think they're very happy at all. But when it comes to everything else, never settle, which gets into the next one, which is to play the long game. Short-term thinking always, always kills me. Whenever, whenever I needed fast money in life because of business, something in business came up and I had to pay taxes or some bill, some big unexpected bill come up and I'd, I'd try to hustle and rush through making money, it never worked out. It's always the long game that has worked out for me. So I'm in it for the long run. Exclave Private Towns, I thought of, I first thought of it a year after high school, 1986. And I kind of drafted out the town. I'm like, why do we have to shovel snow? Why don't we put 
pipes underneath the sidewalks and the driveways that had water that was a little bit above freezing 40 degrees or so, which isn't that expensive to run. And the snow would melt upon hitting the warmer asphalt. Uh, I don't know what that was. And, um, and I, I, you know, why, why is it that toi- everyone gives me crap about my toilets? Exclave will make the best toilets ever. Why don't we have bidets here in America? They have them in Japan, and from what people say, once you bidet, you never go back. Once you have a warm jet of water getting rid of your poop without toilet paper, you never want to go back. So I, I was always like, why don't we do this? Why don't we? And then I mapped it out. And I'm like, okay, I know Agenda 21 is coming. They keep talking about 2030 and 2025. So when that happens, I hope I'm in a position where I can build it and they will come. So that's playing the long game. And all the businesses, I'm a serial entrepreneur, all the businesses that I had, oops, love compartment and all of the business the little mini businesses that I had up until today were just to get me to today I've always dreamed of exclave private towns it's going to happen we have no choice now I, I have no desire to be in any other business the little businesses that I had up until this point got us through paid our bills gave us some trips stayed in some fancy hotels and now it's go time it's the long game never settle play the long game (laughs) second the last one is don't get married now that's going to sound very contradictory after all I just said that my wife is the greatest thing that ever happened to me however this whole marriage thing is a mess And I talk to lots of guys and girls about this. There's a honeymoon period once you get married. For about six months, everything seems to be hunky-dory. And I know there are married people who've been married for a long time are probably shaking your head up and down. They're agreeing with me right now. They know exactly what I'm talking about. About six months into it, everything changes. I won't talk about the dirty. I won't talk about... I won't talk about personal stuff because it this this topic drives my wife nuts and she doesn't understand it is not a slam on her it is a slam on the institution. Never get married because you become too comfortable. In fact, comfort is a curse. That should be rule number 14. I'm changing it. Comfort. We now have 14 rules. Comfort is a curse, and I learned that from Grant Cardone. When we are comfortable, bad things happen. Now, I'm not saying that you should always be chaotic. I'm not saying that at all. I like the fact that at a certain time, I go to bed, and dinner is always, although that that has changed, it used to be 6 o'clock, now it's 6.30, which, which I'm not too happy about. Oh, wow, they're redoing the road. This is great. Route 1 is like a third world country in Kennett Square. That's where I'm at right now. Kennett Square, Pennsylvania. And there's literally, I'm not joking, probably 20 dump trucks, a scraper truck, 
an asphalt truck, a sweeper, a diesel generator, flagger force, those are the people. That's a great invention. Whoever, you know, say what I will about government, I don't like government, but the fact that they now force those people with the flags to tell you to stop, it never used to be that way. It used to be just construction workers and you kind of winged it and you hope that you didn't crash into someone. Yeah, you can hear the roads really bumpy. This is terrible. But they're they're coming out to fix it. This is great news. I'm very excited now because I take this road every week to Westchester. Flagger Force is great. Okay, comfort. Learned it from Grant Cardone. It's, it's terrible. And I, again, I'm not saying... Oh, yeah. So dinner, 6, six, six, six o'clock, 6.30. Very comfortable. It's nice to know that there's some regimen to life. However, I think you got to change things up. Now, I'm not saying that I didn't want to get married so that I can go cheat. No. What I'm saying is I wanted to, to do stick stick with my wife but not get married. So her argument, the women's argument, it's always the women who think this, is, well, there's no commitment. There's no commitment. True. And that means if there's no commitment, you're out of your comfort zone. You're going to keep the relationship fresh. You're going to keep things fun. When you get comfortable, you get frumpy. You don't, you're not, your libido goes down. You know what I'm saying? And things become stale. And by the way, this is a man thing too. I am just as guilty of being too comfortable in my marriage. And I'm working on it. I need to improve on that. And I realize that. I don't need that piece of paper to keep me in the relationship. And why would you want to stay in a relationship that's bad? Now, that, that gets into the whole having children. By the way, if you've listened to my podcast in the past, I hate the word kids. A kid is a goat. We have children. Humans have children. Wow, I'm looking at the new road. This is fantastic. Oh, my goodness. What a great day. Look at that. Beautiful asphalt. Hmm. Okay. Kids, children. Yeah, comfort. Don't get married. Everything was great. I knew my wife, I think, nine years before she started to drop. Not even a hint. She's like, listen, if you don't get married to me, I'm not going to be here. Which is so weird because she is not like that. That's like what trailer trash says. I was like in shock. And I was really forced into getting married. (laughs) The engagement ring I got her was from Macy's. I think it was 40 bucks. It was cubic zirconia. I mean... I was just not into it at all. And my parents didn't even go to my wedding. And it wasn't an omen. It was just, I didn't want to get married. And again, I didn't want to be with... I, and I don't want to be with anyone else. I've known my wife for 35 years now. Don't want to be with anyone else. Like I said, there's no one even... I can't think of a single person that even has half the qualities that my wife has. And no, I'm not saying that because she's going to listen to this. I'll have to I'll have to think about it if she should listen to us or not. Last tip. Go to zero. COVID really fast-paced this. 
go to zero. And what that means, hold on, people are cutting in front of me here. Man, people don't know how to drive and always in a hurry. Go to zero means get out of the bankster's system and stack cash and stack assets. And I've talked about this before in my uh, privately in my briefing at Exclave Private Towns. I don't have any debt anymore because I stopped paying it. And yes, I'm being sued. I've got two court dates, and I am going to easily win because when they, when, when credit card companies, when you go into default, they sell off your account to some to a third party, and it's a piece of cake to win. I'm not worried about that. We are literally six months away from absolute hell on earth. No doubt about it. I would be shocked. I'd be shocked if my neighbor wasn't breaking down my door to get our food in six months. I mean, we're already seeing it now. I, I talked about this in a prior show. I never used to lock my doors, my car doors or my house door. I do it all the time now, even though it doesn't matter because someone can break through the, the glass. So yeah, go to zero. I, we are literally sucking as much cash out of anything we can get our hands on. That means throwing shit on eBay, to, you know, taking old baby clothes and making money off it, to not paying credit unsecured credit card debt, to um, early retirement. To, I mean, it, the list goes on because cash is going to be king as they crash the economy. 100%. And, you know, instead of investing in something like the stock market that might, with compound interest, might get you 5% return, 9% return, let's go nuts and say 15% return. And you all know how I feel about crypto. Crypto is a colossal bankster scam in disguise as anti-bankster. What a joke that is. No such thing. Wow, I really timed this perfect. I'm five minutes away from the car dealership. Hold on, let me turn here. Uh, cash and assets. What do you mean by assets? Land. Of course, at Exclave Private Towns, you don't have to worry about that. We take care of that all. Uh, assets such as paper towels, stuff that is that doesn't spoil. Salt, stocked up on salt. I'm stocked up on underarm spray. I have um, I, at the health food store they have underarm spray that is basically distilled water and salt. No aluminum. Most underarm spray has aluminum in it. I don't think that's good for you. Uh, spaghetti. Uh, because we're carnivore-ish eaters, um, it's it's hard. You know, you can freeze your meat, but it only lasts before it gets freezer burn months. And uh, so I'm, I'm a big believer in getting fresh meat. In fact, when I, when I go, I get fresh meat. It never comes frozen. But yeah, I think of all the things that I can stack in my basement in shelves. Uh, 
because we've been through COVID. We know what it's like to have supply side, uh, supply side shortages. And I really think they're going to purposely make it really bad. I don't think it's going to last that long because, again, as I've talked about in prior shows, if you want to hear my prior shows for free, go to escapethenewnormal.com and click on The Marcus Allen Show. And I've talked about what COVID and the war, the Ukrainian bullshit CGI fake war is. It's all about change. It's all about changing us into the Great Reset, the Fourth Industrial Revolution, cyborgs, that's the ultimate goal. The technocracy that rules over us, that's they're really jamming this down our throat right now. So it's going to get really hard. They're going to get us into a vaccine passport. They're going to get us into social credit score. They're going to get us into digital ID. And then CBDC, Central Bank Digital Currency. That's what this is all about. So I don't think it's going to take all that long. It might take months. I hope I'm right. But they're going to have shortages and chaos and all hell's going to break loose. And they typically do it on the Shemitah calendar, which is a Jewish calendar. The next Shemitah date is in September. The big Shemitah year, the big ones come every seven years, is next year, 2023. I think that's what's coming up. So you want to have assets so that you can just, you don't run out of stuff. So I'm taking that quite serious. So it's 12.44 on March 24th, 2022. I am inches away from the dealership. So I hope you at least found this entertaining. And it would be cool if... There's my alert about the service appointment. It would be cool if you actually took this advice and used it for yourself... And then sometime in the future, I'd get to hear about the success you had using this, this Uncle Mark advice. Yeah, that would be fantastic. Okay, time to roll. Enjoy life. Have a great day. And I'll talk to you tomorrow. Take care.